Welcome back, humor consumers, to the Life Happens Laugh Anyway podcast. I'm comedian Tracy DeGraff. And I'm Catherine, co-host Bestie. Well, welcome, Catherine. Welcome to the Pod Lab. Well, thank you. Yes, we're recording in the evening. Not our usual. All right, and we'll see how this goes. It's going to be great. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know how I know? How? Because you've had a rough day. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. You can and, say that. And I remember uh, one time when I did a comedy show when I had a really bad day. Mm-hmm. And, and, you were, and my kids had me so wrangled up and tied up in knots and so mad. Mm-hmm. I didn't even have time to change my clothes from the day yeah. to get up on that stage and do comedy. Right. So I basically marched up there in my ratter-tatter mama clothes. And you were all... I let it rip. Uh-huh. I, I let it rip. Yes, and I recall. Were you there? No, but I recall you talking, talking about, about it. it throughout the decades. Yeah. I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> bringing it up again. All I'm saying is it's going to be a great show because yeah, you're punchy. there. Yeah, I am. You're it, there. Then my case t- today is not with the kids or anything like that. It's with the government. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yes. I can say that. Yes, it's, it's with right. the government. The mm-hmm. government, And we're going to be talking about the government, friends. Mm-hmm. So stay tuned. Mm-hmm. Red, white, and blue. Here we come. Mm. And it's technical issues. You've been having a lot of computer technical issues. Right. With the government-issued laptop they sent me. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it was in storage for months. So by the time it reached me, it was like, I got to update. So what did it do? It booted me off and booted me off and booted me off. Yes. And IT people are hard to get to, especially (laughs) government ones. Okay. (laughs) Let's go. (laughs) Yeah. And what what Catherine was doing, she was texting me throughout the day because we were trying to get this podcast recorded Mm -hmm. and work within her schedule, my schedule anyway. um, So she was sort of updating me on what was happening on her end. And Mm. she sent me a funny video of herself (laughs) just... Just sent losing you it. Those red faced emojis. Yes. <laughs> the angry face. Sorry. I had to cancel my doctor appointment. Right. I missed Bible study. Maybe that's the main problem because I really lost it. Yeah. Oh, what else did yeah. I So on? so I was gonna tell them what you were doing is it's a it's like a, a module that you have to get through. Mm. And if you don't get all the way to the end of it mm-hmm. and it boots you off, you lose everything that you've done already. Doesn't save it. <laughs> Save it. little demon thing <laughs> right and so if she had put in all this input input it, it, it's almost like back in the old days mm. you know when computers did not auto save remember yes. that oh yes and you would lose things and it it felt like um like aliens had sucked your soul out of your body no doubt and excuse me <laughs> what i'm really mad about too Uh-oh. is you know if you had an old-fashioned book you could just flip through. You could scan the pages. Well, guess what? With no these books. computers, well, no books, but also the little arrow to proceed to the next slide. Uh, uh, uh. You cannot <laughs> click on that. It knows. <laughs> if you okay. have not. Yeah. The world is is changing. All of this AI stuff that's in the news. Oh, I know. Okay. Mm-hmm. I liked it when we had books and paper yes. in your brain. Yeah. Footnotes. Yeah, and with all this yes. AI stuff, who knows what's going on? Oh gosh! All right, well we better we better you know gather in here and get to our topic. Talk about the government. Some yeah, more. let's do it. This is episode number one nineteen. If you're a brand new listener, welcome aboard. It's gonna be great, friends. So hang on for the whole forty minutes or whatever we do. 
we are just two best friends that decided to do a podcast over the pandemic. And I'm a comedian and Catherine's my bestie. And we, we take a topic that we think you'd be interested in and we try to deliver it in an entertaining way. Mm. That's our thing. Mm. And at the end, we're going to point you to Jesus. So hold on. You ready? Ready. All right. Uh, like I said, this is episode 119. And we have three takeaways. Okay. Um, and, and our topic is government cheese. Right. That is the, our topic. And government cheese. Yes. And though you just said that we try to do subjects that we think you're going to be interested in. Yes. Well, hopefully you'll be interested in government cheese. Yes. And why do you say it like that, Catherine? Well, because it doesn't sound interesting at first. To who? Me, Tracy. <laughs> Catherine did not want to me. do this episode. <laughs> I, I, Okay, wait. Let me back up. Before I get into the takeaways, beep, beep. Yep. let me say this. The reason that we chose, I chose. Let me, let me just full on me. <laughs> So here's the reason I chose this topic because I did a bit about government cheese. Last weekend, I opened up for Jimmy J.J. Walker from Good Times, the, you know, mm-hmm. 70s iconic yeah. Golden Globe nominated comedy icon. Yeah. I opened up for him at CD and Me in Frankfurt. Great job you did. Thank yes. you. Mm-hmm. I you just sounded like Yoda. Great job you great did. Job. <laughs> <laughs> great job. Great job. I don't know why it came out like that. <laughs> She's not really here, friends. It's AI. <laughs> well, in my, I really wanted to challenge myself because as you know, that venue and that audience mm. isn't my typical norm. Right. And I felt like a fish out of water in a way because mm. I'm not a club comic. I'm not a road comic. I'm a, a um, women's night out comic yeah. or a church comic. Where it feels... I'm guessing this a little bit more safe, like you're not out there with the lions. Yeah, right? it's it's just a little bit more of a comfort zone, I would call it. Yeah. Or I do a lot, as you know, with breast cancer events. Yeah. And so, so that's sort of my zone. Mm-hmm. But I love that I got this opportunity to mm-hmm. stretch. And I decided to take a big risk and do open my part of the show mm-hmm. with brand new material that I had never done before. I know. I was nervous for you. Yeah. It's like jumping out of an airplane and you're not sure you remembered to strap on your parachute, you know. But the shoot opened and the laughter came and it was great. Well, the opening joke was about Easter Eve because Mm. it was on Easter Eve. Yeah. So And that went over pretty well. And I had to tweak it. I did test the joke with a couple of friends. Mm -hmm. And then I got back responses. And I was like, you know what? I I feel like I need to tweak it a little bit. And so I tweaked it. And I was real happy with it at the end. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that went over well. And then the next bit was about growing up in the 70s. Because this was a 70s night. A dynamite comedy night. Sure was. For the 70s. And they had 70s trivia and they had 70s themed. Everything. Mm -hmm. Everything. So I felt like it would um, be a benefit to the night if I did a little something about the 70s. So I wrote brand new material about that. And that's where I came up with the government cheese because I ate government cheese in the 70s as well as powdered milk. Uh Did you? You never had I did powdered not. milk? Well, yeah, we had at home. Not it wasn't government issued though, so no. I would say no. Well, my powdered milk was from the grocery store. Oh. But the government cheese was from the government. Oh, okay. It wasn't government milk. Oh. It was powdered milk. Mm-hmm. But anyway, anyway, that's how we got down this rabbit trail of the government cheese because I when I do a, any kind of a new content, mm-hmm. I google everything. 
and look everything up and what you know how can I find something funny about this or about that and I didn't know when I was a child that the government cheese had such a history Mm. and that's what we're going to share with you today and now you're about to know about the government cheese great (laughs) yeah so I didn't realize that when you started you know, telling me about government cheese mm-hmm. that it was whilst you were getting ready for the the show with Jimmy Walker. Yeah, I thought you sent that to me before that. No, no, hmm. because, um, no, because that's where I did the deep dive. Hmm. Okay. Was when I was thinking about well, how can I how can I weave this together into a, my seventies bit? I see. Okay, so there's three takeaways that you're gonna get. All of you, because Catherine did not prepare. So. Not at all. <laughs> not even a little bit. <laughs> I did not. Well, because she was fighting all day. You can't mm. research things while you're fighting. Well, and before that, like over the Easter weekend, I was doing Easter stuff. Right. Yeah, same. You know, Me too. Working with, well, yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> all right. Okay. All right. Let, let's go on. Three takeaways. You are going to discover the shocking story of government cheese and why it's almost always better to want something you don't have than to have something you do not want true amen Mm. number two uh you're going to discover what we can learn from government cheese from this whole debacle what can we take away from that what can we learn and then finally we're going to just talk a little bit about how good intentions don't always lead to good results Oh, very good. Okay. Good outline, Tracy. All right. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Now, feel free to ask me any questions that you think our listeners would have, Catherine. Okay. Since this is all fresh and new to you. Okay. And this is a different way because usually you really research, but today it's all me. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right. Let's go. Okay. I'm going to tell you what I know about government cheese. Okay. And you just feel free to ask any questions. Okay. All right. So it started actually World War II. There, there was dairy issues. Like there were things. There were shortages. Yeah. Well, yeah, there was all kinds of weirdness going on with, you know, getting everything back to normal. Okay. And dairy was a part of that. Mm-hmm. So there was, you know, shortages. There was, you know, uh, pricing was a problem, all kinds of things. Mm-hmm. So so that was in the mid-40s, right? And then you get, uh, they, they established some sort of government program to help dairy. You know, the government's going to come in. And they're going to save the day? Well, they're going to save the dairy. Okay. <laughs> they're going to save. save the day and the dairy. Was there a shortage on cows? No, no, no shortage on cows. I think things were just in disarray. You know, like it was just scary. There was sure. a lot of fear. Fear creates a lot of problems. Oh, that's true. It really does. Well, anyway, so so the government started to get involved then just a little bit. But then in the mid-70s, that's when it hit the fan. Mm. That is when it literally hit the fan. Jimmy Carter was the president. Okay. Okay. A farmer. Just yes, saying. Right. And it was 1977. And he put together with his Congress or whoever does that with the axe and everything. Yeah. He put together a bunch of papers and said, okay, dairy farmers, we see that you're struggling. The dairy industry was struggling because it was costing them more to produce the dairy than the cost of the dairy. Oh, boy. So that put them in the red. Mm-hmm. So Jimmy Carter gets it, peanut farmer man. Right. And he says, we're going to help the farmers. He had a soft spot for them. Well, yeah, and I'm He's sure biased. that the American people did, too. Like, who doesn't want to help a farmer? True. Right? Yeah, probably, especially so, back then. Yeah. So he comes up with this plan, and he says, here's what we're going to do. 
we're going to close the gap so that you can still sell your product at whatever the consumer will buy it for, whatever the price was. Mm -hmm. But what you're short, the government's going to going to we're going to step gonna fix in and that. we're going to okay. Yeah, we're going to fix that. And and then they said also the government said, "And look, dairy farmers, you produce as much milk as you can. You just pr- produce all the milk you can." And we're going to pay you for everything you produce. Uh-oh. And here's the price. Government promises. Oh, it was Here a promise. <laughs> and, and guess what those farmers did? They made they a went, lot. Shoo, shoo, yeah. Shoo, shoo. <laughs> so what Tracy is doing is she's she's pulling invisible udders. Yes. Yes. <laughs> because if somebody came to you, Catherine, and they said, look. I'm going to pay you. I'm going to pay you as, uh, as much, much as you can milk. Oh, yeah. Give, Bessie, give. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Give and give again. Okay. Okay. You dried up? Well, get some water. <laughs> do what you got to do. Get back in there. The poor cows. Their udders were just all <laughs> hanging down there. Oh. The poor cows. They're like, stop it. Oh, God. Okay. Anyway, so it got out of control. Sure did. So, okay. So now you've got, now you've got a new problem. Mm-hmm. And it was $2 billion that they gave back in 1977. Oh. That's a lot of money. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Wow. $2 billion. That the government gave the farmers? Yes, ma'am. Wow. Yes, ma'am. So now they have surplus. Now they have milk coming out the yin-yang. And they don't know what to do. They don't know what to do with it because, first of all, as we all know, mm-hmm. milk starts to go bad the minute it comes out of the cow. Right. <laughs> so you've got to do something with that milk. Well, and, and so now they have such a surplus of milk, it's screwing up the pricing. You know, like it's it's a delicate ecosystem yeah, out there. Right. All right. So now the government says, okay, here's what we'll do. We'll buy the milk and we'll make cheese. Mm. That's how they came up with the government cheese. Okay. All right. They had good intentions, Mm -hmm. okay, because they thought, well, it'd be nice to help these dairy farmers, but I don't know who's not in the room with some math math experience. Right. I'm a math idiot. I can't do math, Mm -hmm. but, you know, I I just don't know. Yeah, but you have, like, we all have Economics 101 behind us. You're going to, what someone says, I'm going to, like you said, I'm going to give you some money. If you produce this, well, yeah, of course, you yeah. know. It, it's very similar to what happened during the pandemic. Oh, yeah. You know, um, people were incentivized to mm-hmm. what? To stay, stay home. home. They were incentivized mm-hmm. to what? Not work. Mm-hmm. They were incentivized to stay on unemployment. Yeah. And it's really a shame that this milk thing happened. Okay, so the, the dairy, dairy farmers pumped out the milk, and then it led to more supply issues, so then in 1981, so now um, Carter's Jimmy Carter's gone, gone and Ronald Reagan is in office. Mm-hmm. And he becomes aware of this situation. Mm-hmm. And now, by now, there's a stockpile of like 1.4 billion pounds of cheese. Oh, my gosh. A stockpile. Mm. Because those cows, they just keep doing the things cows do. Uh-huh. The milk just keeps coming. Yeah. Okay. Well, one the the USDA, uh, one of the guys in the meeting, he said the best thing you could do with this from an economic standpoint is dump it in the ocean. 
Oh my gosh, no. Really? Yeah. yeah. <gasps> because it costs the government a million dollars a day to store it? To store it. Okay. So so now oh so they have all this cheese, it's expensive to store. They're not really sure, you know, what what to do with it. And they can't put it in the marketplace and sell it because yeah. then they'll be competing again with the dairy farmers. And it'll jack with the price again. Oh, gosh. Okay, so so what they decide to do is give it away. And they can't give it away overseas. Like, um, you know, you would think that you could get it to, like, some of these countries that really have, Need it. like, food starvation issues. Yeah. We can't do you that? Can't, you can't transport it. It's too delicate. It's got to be at a certain humidity and a certain temperature and blah, blah, blah. So it's something that has to be handled domestically. Okay. So what do they decide to do with the cheese? They give it to food pantries. They give it to senior centers. They give it to, um, you know, like um, low income. Okay. And mm-hmm. and things like that. So then people could get it. And I'm assuming. Schools. Okay. So that's another thing. Hold. Oh, boy. Hold that thought. Okay. <laughs> Hold that thought. I'll try. <laughs> I'm assuming that the way that my mother got the government cheese was from like the the, the local church because mm-hmm. I think our local church had like a little monthly thing where they gave out the cheese. Okay, I I don't know. I was a kid. Yeah. All I know right. is I remember seeing the box. Wow. Yeah. I now see now I don't recall if we had it, but I'm telling you, my mom was so frugal <laughs> she would that she could have sniffed it out like you know. A mouse a mile away. Yeah. So I'm, I'm just wondering, like, did we have it or not? But I don't know. I but don't know. even though Ronald Reagan did his best to, like, spread out the cheese, yeah. right? Or cut the cheese, so to speak. <laughs> Listen, wait. Even though he did all that yeah. and they, they orchestrated this movement of cheese, um, the cows were still being milked. There was no end to that faucet. The dairy farmers were still producing a, a bunch, a bunch, a bunch of, of milk. You know what I mean? So there was no, like, balance there. Were they still getting paid? Yes. For the, okay. Yes. Well, oh. So, th- so. And nobody said, stop. Stop. Well. The producing. The, actually, they, they did pay them. They paid them to stop producing for a while. So that was another thing that they tried to fix. Oh, so, okay. More money. But that didn't work. So, so it's a cheesy mess. Remember in the beginning, I said you're, it's better to want something you don't have yeah. than to have something you don't want, especially when it's cheese. Mm. Okay, um, let me read this for a second. So the dairy subsidies, okay, the, the government continued to subsidize the dairy industry all through the 70s and all through the 80s. Mm. Do you remember the uh, advertising program Got Milk? That I campaign. sure do. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And you With the little mustache. Yep. And yep. you saw fancy athletes and fancy actors. Yeah, and billboards. Mm-hmm. Got milk. Yeah. Guess who paid for that? The government. Yeah. The U.S. of A. Good old oh, taxpayers. You know, I actually remember it saying that. That yeah. it was. Yeah. You know that, why? You why? know why the government did that? Why? Why? <laughs> You're scaring me. The look on your face. You know why? Because they wanted people to drink the milk so that the dairy farmers could unload the extra milk directly to the public. 
And then it wouldn't have to come to the government and make more cheese. So their strategy was get that milk. Oh, yeah. And remember, too, they were really pushing like the calcium. Your bones need it. You are going to you're going to fall and you are going to break every bone in your body unless (laughs) you have the milk. Remember that? Yes. There was one uh, video that I watched and this guy was hilarious. And he he showed this commercial that was from the 80s. And literally your arms would fall off like if, you, <laughs> if you didn't drink enough milk. Well, I, I, I remember being afraid. Yeah. Like, oh no, if I don't drink the milk, I am literally going to be hunched over with scoliosis. <laughs> and I'm just going to be like, the, you know, somebody with brittle fragile bones do you see how fear does its thing of course i do fear is feel it such a powerful emotion okay leave it to the government to put the fear in (laughs) they put the fear of the government into you Mm -hmm. yes okay so not only with the got milk campaign but guess what else they did they um signed into law some kind of an agreement with the schools that school Mm. lunches would be they had to have milk in the school lunches sure it's part of the pyramid it goes further than that they want to push so much cheese and so much dairy that um taco bell was no (laughs) involved how is taco bell okay i know i was surprised as well but some way somehow they made some kind of a deal with taco bell Oh and and they encourage Taco Bell to make a quesadilla with extra cheese and blah, blah, blah. And it's and, real cheese? Yeah. I, it must be real cheese. Oh, wow. Yeah, I always I, thought they used some kind of like syrup cheese or something. Well, maybe it was government cheese. I don't know. Ooh. But they made a deal with Taco Bell. They also bailed out Domino's because Domino's was kind of going away, you know, for the pizza thing. Oh, really? Yeah. And the government gave them a bunch of money and bailed them out. If they would just use this cheese. <laughs> Wait, they gave them money, money and cheese? Yes. <laughs> Not just cheese, but money and cheese. Right. Oh. To keep them from going under. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Crazy. Now, I love cheese. I love every kind of cheese, even the smelly cheese that smells like socks. I love cheese. Yeah. And I'm getting kind of sick just thinking about all this cheese. <laughs> well, too much cheese is a problem, as we know. Yeah. It backs things up. And then, see, uh, it's a delicate oh. issue. Oh, there we go. Mm-hmm. So you cannot have too much cheese. And cheese really is not good for you. Well, I know, but it tastes good. It, it does. But that, see how our government was pushing it, not for nutritional reasons. Oh, no, right. Not for, and, and, and it didn't help poor people either. Mm-hmm. You know, People might look at this food as like a food security issue mm-hmm. and, well, we should do this for the... No, it helped the farmers. Mm-hmm. And really, the farmers are fine. I mean, they might have some issues here or there, but as a whole, they're fine. They're making boatloads of money. Mm. You but, mean currently? Yeah. Well, what Cause about... Because they, they get the government well, giving them money. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And guess well, where the, guess where the cheese is right now? Storage facilities. Yes, guess where they are? Aves? Yes, underground. Oh. In Springfield, Missouri is the oh, largest. Real? Yeah, in Springfield, Missouri, and then other states as well. But there's the largest cold storage oh, um, facility in the country. Goodness. And we still, with all the technology of today, we still can't ship it overseas? 
I apparently not because it's there. And it's not just government cheese that's in this particular facility. There's also, it's it's a rental storage unit. Hmm. And the government rents a portion of it. It's privately owned. And like different food companies rent portions of it to store stuff. So the government mm-hmm. is still spending money by storing it. Yes. Oh, okay. Still and they today. haven't figured that out to this day. I don't understand. First of all, <clears throat> why then is cheese so expensive in the first place like now you go to the grocery store and a block of cheese is really expensive unless you have a coupon or it's on sale when they can perhaps be taking this from the government or well i don't know it would be some kind of deal well because that's what i said earlier that they can't put that government cheese back into the marketplace because then it'll compete with the cheese of the cheese makers who they, oh gosh, it's almost like trying to figure out <laughs> other things. Like, wait a minute, my brain just exploded. They can't put it back in the marketplace because it'll compete with the people that they're trying to help. Okay. You see how that works? Um, yeah. They shouldn't even no. be involved in the cheese business. No. They shouldn't. Mm. And th- what happens is they, they got involved, they had good intentions, but there are consequences. Every action has a reaction. reaction. Yeah. And you help one and it hurts another. Oh. And it's, again, like picking those winners and losers. Well, we're going to help these people, but it's going to be at the expense of these people. Hmm. You know? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe the government has worked on it and maybe the cheese um, is, is coming down a little bit. I don't know. Mm-hmm. All I can go on is what I could research myself, you know. And I, I did some research online, so... I mean, I don't know the current (laughs) status. And you never know. Now that we have AI, there could be, imagine how much could be out there. Your head will spin. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that's, it's scary. Uh, You know what? The whole thing is scary. Just how they got involved in the first place, the government that is. Yeah. And how they didn't have the foresight to see that this would be a problem. Because I think, like I said earlier, just like economics 101, if you are going to promise money for something that they do already anyway, and it's not that hard for them, you know, to make milk and then into cheese in the first place. I mean, maybe it is hard. I don't know. Well, it's their business. Right. It's their business. Exactly. But to not have the foresight to see that that's going to be a problem, that's kind of scary. It is. And... It's one of those things that has been kicked down the road, you know, where they say, we're just going to kick it down the road because no president wants to be the one to say, well, now we're going to stop this Mm -hmm. and what impact it'll have on the dairy industry. Hmm. So I don't know. And and there are a lot of government programs that are like that. Oh, yeah. You know, the government gets involved in something with some good, good intentions somewhere and then pretty soon they can't shut it down. Yeah. And right. what, what are you going to do? Did you yeah. know that today, April 10th, 2023, hmm. President Biden declared that the emergency of the pandemic is officially over? Oh, I thought that was going to be in May. Well, came out today on a oh. little piece of paper. A little piece of paper. A little, little piece memo? of paper. A little memo. A little piece of paper. A little one-liner. Yeah. It is officially finished. over. It is finished. It's appropriate. It's Easter time. <laughs> it is finished. <laughs> Right? It'll never be over. That's, well, <laughs> the damage is done now. 
It's I gonna mean, keep. It's, yeah, it's, it's been a lot. It's done, but it's gonna have long time effects. <laughs> All right, we're getting well, into some stuff here. I know. Who knew that you know this government cheese thing was such a thing? So let's talk a little bit about what we can learn, you know, from government cheese. What do you what What can you learn from it? What can I learn from the lesson? Yeah, like what, what's your takeaway? My takeaway is pay attention to what your government is doing for one thing. Yeah. Okay. So um, do the best that you can. It's very hard. It's hard to know what the politicians are really saying and doing, especially behind the scenes, right? True. And I'm sure when this stuff first came out, I'm sure that it was all packaged up in a beautiful little package of, we got to help the dairy farmers, you know? Yes, I'm sure. Yeah. I, gosh, I don't know. Um, Like I said, pay attention to what your politicians are doing. And I don't want to say get involved. Why not? How hard is that? It's like you're going up a big entity, right? The government itself is, I'm, I'm, I don't know. I just think it's a very difficult thing to do. Well, I would say this. Get involved. Yes, 100% get involved. And what can you do? Well, one thing you can do is, as you just said, research, mm. you know, what, it, and I'm talking about even in local you know, like we live in a little town and there's the chicken wars are going on yeah, in our little town. Right. I mean, look into the politics of what's going on around you. Yeah. And if you don't know, ask what it, what's going on and then contact your representatives. We, we're supposed to live yeah, I suppose, yeah. in, a, in a town where these trustees represent the town people, mm-hmm. right? We're supposed to live in a state where the state representatives and state senators represent the people. We're supposed to live in a country where our senators and the House of Representatives, you know, represent the people. Mm. We elect a president, you know, yeah, he's supposed to right. represent the people. So contact your legislators. Yeah. Find out what's going on to the best of your knowledge and contact them and give your opinion. And it doesn't matter what side of the issue that you fall on. Just give your opinion. And if you don't contact them, if no one, no one contacts them, then, you know, how are they going to know? Yeah, that's true. That's my takeaway. I guess I feel quite defeated today oh, after oh, trying yeah. to be on the phone with yes. government people for yeah. actually over two weeks and getting nowhere. So I feel a little deflated. Yeah. But, um, and I, I, you know, I make calls after calls after calls after calls. But you know what? Eventually I did get some calls back. Mm-hmm. And so there's the lesson there, right? Yeah. And I would say, too, to that, if anybody else feels frustrated or discouraged about, you know, any topic in terms of policy, because that's really what politics is. Mm-hmm. It's just policy. Mm-hmm. They call it politics. I think the better word is policy. So people just understand that it's just a bunch of people making policies that affect our everyday life and our existence. That's right. <laughs> so... It's right. So, but I would say, even with the flaws in the system, mm. we still have a great system, mm. and we still have a great life, and we have a great um, country. We have a great town. We do have a great country. Yeah, and we happen to have a great town. Yes, yes, we and do. There's many great towns in any town, USA. Yes, yes. So stay on the positive, but definitely, um, you know, watch out for the cheese. <laughs> 
because it's a problem. Okay. Anything else that you wanted to say about that? No. Okay. Final thought before we get to our um, inspiration. Good intentions don't always lead to good results. Oh, my goodness. So true. That's a good reminder for us as human beings in our own lives, managing our own cheese, Mm. (laughs) you know, with our kids, um, with our finances, with even the way that we live in and among the world. Mm -hmm. We could have good intentions and it might not lead to a good result. Mm. So I guess just check in with the Lord. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, there's all kinds of ways when um, we do have good intentions and say, for example, like when you want to just um, maybe it's your children. You want to give and give and give to them. That is your intentions are good, but that's not doesn't always benefit them. Right. You can apply that um, principle to many different facets of life. Yeah. And um, the one I'm going to repeat it one more time because I love that. Um, that it's better to want something that you don't have than to have something that you don't want. Mm -hmm. I have always said that's true of mortgages and puppies and marriages. Yes, you (laughs) said that to me before we got our dog. Did I? Mm. Yes, you did. You know you did. I know. (laughs) Anyway, don't out me, Catherine. Uh Come on, not on our podcast. Oh, Oh, well. Yeah, whoops. Uh, Anyway. mm. (laughs) Stop. People know Tracy. Okay. Stop. <laughs> All right. Inspirational clothes. Dark out. Yeah, it's dark. You may have to give me a ride home. Oh, yeah. oh, for sure. It's almost eight o'clock. Yeah, I know. Kenny's like, don't be late. <laughs> oh, I'm like, okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna listen to the podcast. Uh. Anyway, um, okay. The the inspirational clothes. We're gonna close with uh, Philippians chapter four, verse nineteen. And it says this, and my God will meet all your needs according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. That was not very fitting. It, Thank you for yes, picking that out. Yes, it's it's very fitting. And, um, you know, even if we've gone through something, like I know we're talking about this government cheese thing and how it was, I, I believe it was a mistake or, or multiple mistakes that have been made along the way. Well, we might feel that way in life. Maybe we've made a mistake or somebody has wronged us or something. We just need to remember that God will meet all of our needs Mm. according to his riches in Christ Jesus. Amen. End of story. Amen. All right. Before we leave, I want to mention our sponsors because I forgot to. Okay. Uh, This podcast is sponsored by our patrons. That's right. Yes. And we call them humor contributors. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And we are so grateful for them. Yeah, we are. And... uh, Tell our listeners how they can become a, a humor contributor. Well, you can become a humor contributor by just $5 a month. And you can do that automatically through an easy access through the emails that you receive uh, for our podcast or even on the, is it on YouTube? It's in the show notes. In the show notes. Mm-hmm. Right. And yep. just click on there. It's very simple. If I can do it, you all can do it believe me yeah and the beauty of it is you only set it up one time yeah and then it just hits your account once a month for five dollars and you don't even notice it Mm -mm. really right you know so if you're this far into this podcast if you're still hearing the sound of my voice you want more we know you do come on now yes and um what are they going to get for their five (laughs) dollars what are they going to get 
Tracy looks at me like, man, come on, Catherine. <laughs> they are going to get some bonus material, right? They're R- going to get... Really? Se- <laughs> well, yes, no. the videos. Well, we're working toward that. Well, what well, else we don't, are they getting? We don't A big them. shout out? <laughs> yeah, I hate when you put me on the spot. What are they getting? Our gratitude. Well... <laughs> That doesn't sound great. <laughs> well, I would They're want the that. Video. It's coming. The, we're working on coming it, friends. Soon, help us. <laughs> we need. We need to an earphone near you, <laughs> or a speaker. And let me mention. I'm going to mention these sponsors. Yes, Ursula. Thank you for sponsoring our podcast. <laughs> Nancy, uh, Kenny, Karen, Janine, Ron, Darlene, Courtney, Joan. And then we have Carla and Gail yes. as well. And if you don't want to do the monthly $5, yeah. you can just give us a gift of any amount mm-hmm. and just message us and you can just send a check. We'd be great. Because we have two people that didn't want to do that because they don't like to mess with, you know, the revolving thing. They just want a paper check. Mm-hmm. So that was fine. Yeah. All right. We are to the conclusion. Well, well I have one more thing. Oh, I have a suggestion yes, that, please. that they could do with the cheese. Why can't they let it go moldy and use it for penicillin? I hadn't thought of that. They probably haven't thought of that either. Well, they should have checked with me. <laughs> maybe I should be <laughs> working over there in the government. Well, maybe it's a different kind of mold, Catherine. I don't know. No, it's not. All right. Hmm. <laughs> now she's a scientist, folks. Well, Woo. I know that the mold can be used. That's all I know. All right. Well, let's hope. Well... <laughs> You've been listening to the Life Happens Laugh Anyway podcast. I'm still comedian, Tracy DeGraff. I'm still Catherine, but do we have a call to action? Did you say it? Oh, um, I don't, I don't Well, why don't we just say get involved? Yes. Okay. Yes, get involved. Get involved or contribute to our podcast. Yes, Invo- get involved that. that way. <laughs> That's better money spent. <laughs> yes. All right. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>